Does that mean you got to stop yep. now? <laughs> We're recording now, so. <laughs> I would, uh, how are you all? Good. Yeah? Yeah. Bloody good, yeah. mate. Good stuff. You back over the ditch. Bloody good. James. Yeah, mate. Back into it. I came home for Easter. Oh, though. did you? Yeah, quick quick visit. We cleaned up all our work on Friday morning. So I jumped on a burner Friday Arvo, home at midnight, and then came oh. back on Monday. So two days, nice. two full days quick, at home. Quick root and scoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I, uh, I'm a um, guys. Oh no! Is that yes. did I cut it? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I think that was me. The internet here. We just had some power surges, and the internet's doing funny things. Oh, what were you saying? I was saying I'm I'm now an elitist officially. Elitist. What makes you yeah. an elitist? I got a letter from Air New Zealand saying I'm I'm an elite member. Oh well done. <laughs> what is that what does that entitle you to? Everything, hoodie. Everything. Everything. I get all all the lounge I can go to the lounges. I could anyway, but with the last tier thing, but go to the lounges, hang out there, and Kirsty gets a a pass to it as well. Bunch of other things that I got. I thought it was funny when when I first flew back to Aussie and got on the plane, the head purser came up to me and personally introduced herself. So hello, Mr. Burgess. Were you in class? Yeah, this yeah. was just on a on an Airbus. This was the time before that I came over. They come up to you like, oh, good morning, Mr. Burgess. Just want to let you know the flight time today is going to be three hours and ten minutes. It should be a little bit quicker this time, but if... If there's anything you need, just let us know. Don't hesitate, and we'll put some noise-canceling headphones in your seat there for you. But have a good flight. And every time they go past, they're, oh, you're right, Mr. Burgess. So, yep, yeah, I'm all good. And then same when I jump out of the plane. See you later, Mr. Burgess. <laughs> you say, I'd be better if I was up in business class. Can you do that for me? <laughs> I went, I came back in business class. Did you? Yeah. I came back via what? Auckland in the Auckland to Brisbane flight. Did they kick you up or did you pay for it? I paid. So they do this thing called a, I think it's called a, a one-up grade or something. You bid for it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you reckon... I would have bid for. Oh, you're pretty Jewish, so probably 50 bucks or something. <laughs> I did the minimum. I think I did $5 over the minimum. <laughs> but the minimum was like 165 or something. Yeah. So it was 170 but you can pay with AirPoints dollars. So oh. it cost me nothing. Jeepers. Yeah. It was good though. Got a, got them to put the bed down, lay flat, just slept pretty much the whole way. Yeah, it was lovely. Good stuff. Best. Where's old brother Pete gone? He dropped off. Oh yeah, he's too. I don't know. 
Oh, maybe he's found no. some bad internet. So, um, <laughs> how's the the one eighty or the one eight five? I keep forgetting what it is. One eighty or one eight five? No, one eighty slim Sierra Lima mic. It is. It's bloody. Um, it's it's bloody loud. It, I think it's just got just over a thousand hours on it, and um, you know when you everything still works on it. So you know you open up the door and it's got the the stops that hold the door open, like the doors actually stay open and all that. It's bloody. It's a slick machine, but no, it's a good chip. We um, I was saying before, uh, I whip, um. Jake back down to Wanaka after he came up here and we did a couple of circuits and he hesitantly said, you'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) I dropped him off in Wanaka and came back up here, chucked the family in and little Collins, there's that little door dog door at the back there, so chucked her in there, put a seatbelt on her. her Bungee cord over. Put the bungee cord over the bassinet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, she's just sort of hanging out. <laughs> about a third of the way up, and she'd slipped out of her seatbelt, and she's, like, jumping around. I was like, oh, well, carried on. And I had this thought. I didn't actually look to see if there was a latch on the inside of that little door that she's sitting there whacking on. Oh, no. And I just had this thought of her just tumbling away. Surely <laughs> the airflow would stop it. <laughs> But, so I told Eliza to yank her forward into the next row of seats, and that's where she sat and screamed for the rest of the trip. But, yeah, no, there is no latch there, but, oh, well. But, no, nah, bloody good thing. It bloody hum, hums along. Yeah, what's she cruise at? Uh, it's about 125, 130. I thought they were quicker than that. I thought they were nah. 45, He's got those big silly winglets on the... Uh, on the you, winglets. The, yeah. The drooping big down wing. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's that kicks about five knots out of it. Mm. But um, but good for stabilisation. Is that the point, Pete? Yeah, like, don't, why are you what, asking me? Oh, fuck, I don't know. I, I thought think they that's were stall things. Yeah, yeah, yeah I that's thought you'd right. better, better take off landing performance. That's right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. Probably help you with so, landings. Um, yeah, <laughs> nothing can help me. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, shot. Where do we go? Greymouth, Takika, Takika. Not in Takika. Up to Gizzy. Couple of days there, then back down to Christchurch, and then um, and then left it there because the weather's a bit cruddy to get back across. So just sitting there, if anyone wants to steal it, the keeper on the visor. At, at the Crosships International or at uh, yep. Green Europe? Yep. Yep. No, that's sitting there. Yep. Help yourself. Sweet. <laughs> oh, it's a retro game? Slim. Slim? Yeah. Get out there, guys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Good stuff. But, uh, no, good fight. Yeah. How did you guys go with your um, your A&R? Did you have A&R on your helmets? Noise yeah. reduction? Yeah. I did. But I've gone off it completely, eh? I, I just reckon it's made my hearing so bad. And what? Just use earplugs or used earplugs? 
well, like, when I res when I first started, I always had earplugs, and as well as the A and R. But you know, uh, if you got in a plane with that that the it didn't have that good of comms, you still couldn't hear the comms. So I ended up just slipping out of that routine and going just to the A and R. But over the years, I think it just ruined my hearing. And um, and on this flight. Uh, I said, oh, Eliza, I'll try try your headset, just the old bloody David Clark sort of set up with no A&R, &R, and it, I could hear way better. Really? And, um, yeah, it, it felt way better. Yeah, so I might just go back to that. That's interesting. Because I think, because all the, um, the US, I'm pretty sure, someone would know much more about this than I, but, but I'm pretty sure all the US have stopped all their A&R stuff because of all the people that we're having trouble with hearing through A&R because it doesn't it doesn't block out the noise you know like it it's just, not an ear cut. Yeah. it just creates another tone to, to in your ears to block out to stop that noise yeah the opposite yeah it just does the opposite tone so it's just yeah it's not like you're still getting ear, uh, sound waves aren't you that's right it, the, the sounds all there it's bloody it's just um, a perception of the brain is that right Oh, it sounds like you know, Pete. No, I don't know. I'll just make it up. If they had the, <laughs> if they had good ones that worked, like the David Clark's, but then had A and R inside, those would be better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh. but they're not either because they're all just. But, but their selling point probably is the comfort, isn't it? It's because they are comfortable. Yeah, they just sit there. I keep having the um, the battery pack keeps breaking on mine. What brand have you got? Oh, I don't even know. It's a crap brand. This helmet has been a pain in the ass right from the get-go. When I first got it, which was right on lockdown, and the A&R was just squealing in my ears, no yeah. matter what I did, and I emailed the fella saying there's something wrong, and he said, oh, no, you just need to twist the ear cups. <laughs> <laughs> Twisted the ear cuffs, and then as soon as you put them on, it squeals really <laughs> loud. I was like, nah, mate, it's not the ear cuffs. You need to sort this out. Sent it back to him. Then we went into lockdown, so it took like six months to get it back, and it wasn't fixed. So I said, no, nah, you need to just put new ones in. And he said, oh, you're, you're turning the A&R on too early. You need to turn it on after you put it on your head. And I said, oh, okay, well, you sell a product that you hardwire it into the aeroplane, so it's always on. And also the last helmet I had was the exact same from you, and it was fine. <laughs> Ended What's up... that? Is it? Is it an Alpha or something? No, nah, it's, it's, it's like those um, Vietnam helicopter hats. I forget what they're called, but it's the... It's the no name, no brand name version. Oh. I don't I don't even think it's got a name. Or maybe it's just those helmets, but they're not allowed it's to sell Ali them Marvel outside of the States. No, I bought it from Nelson. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, though. I don't think it had a name. But, yeah, he ended up putting another set in, and it's better now. But the that wire that plugs into the into the battery box for the A&R, that bit there just keeps on yeah. wiggling loose. Yeah. And this, it did it again today. This is about the fifth time I've had to solder it back on. My old just... helmet had a similar setup, like almost looks the same as that, and that was shit. 
Yeah. I've got the Evo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They good? I didn't know it was show and tell oh, day. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the memo to bring my helmet. <laughs> I got the old, um, look at that. Oh, that's oh, nice. Good. Like, it's, we, I got the uh, Bose uh, headset in it. But it's not yeah. the, it's not the noise cancelling bits. I mean, it's when it's all sealed up. Like you know, it's got we got the padding set up right, and so it's freaking quiet even without the ANR on it. But um, oh yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's um, have you got um? It's got the memory foam and, and the yeah, little... those memory foams are they good? Yeah, this one just comes out too because it gets sweaty, so you just pull it out and wash it. Didn't you used to, didn't you have a skull cap as well, Pete? Uh oh, I think in the old helmet. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Glenn, 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 Overcast, low cloud, it's amazing. It almost improves the vision, eh? Yeah. yeah. It goes from night to day pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like it. Don't use it often, but when I do, it makes a difference. Oh, the other night I came home, um, wasn't dark, but it was dark for me because I was here in Aussie and I'm not really familiar with the area and had that on and it just all of a sudden you could see again. It's like you're... You've got an extra ten minutes. Yeah, I've got a couple more on. loads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I need another helmet. And I was talking to the the people in Aussie here, and it costs so much. Like you need somewhere where you can go and get a, you know, try them on Testing for a few out. days. It's a big cost Ooh. up front, isn't it? Oh, shit, like, yeah. yeah, it's like six to eight grand or something. You're joking. Yeah. Oh. What was that? What were those Evos? Were like three and a half, weren't they? Yeah. Remember, we got um, <clears throat> the boss a wee bit, you know, and convinced him to try to buy more for us. And we pumped him out. <laughs> <laughs> we got all the upgrades. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good night. <laughs> got virals as well. Oh, nice. I had some fella message me last night who I'm sure is a scam. Let's see if I can find it. Um, message me out of nowhere. Where are you, fella? Oh, I might have deleted it. But he's like, G'day, mate. How's it going? Check out my blah, blah, blah. I didn't even read it all. Went to his page, and it's a fella who sells flight suits, like um, pro professional flight suits. And I checked his phone number, and he's in Pakistan somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I replied with a thumbs up, and I haven't heard back from the fella, and I must have deleted his contact. I can't, but, I, yep. There's two ways you can go with that. It could be a bit of a scam, or it could be a, um, the start of our merch. The start of our um, could, It could be. Yeah. <laughs> Made could out of... Pilots. Overalls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pajama Good pilots, for sleeping pajamas. In. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we certify him for ag. <laughs> and everyday use. I'd love just to <laughs> live in overalls. 
Easy, eh? Yeah. Do you do you two fly in overalls? I did at the end, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I did back home. I haven't haven't here yet. Yeah, true. Yeah, hot. especially you need the zip at the top and at the bottom for a PA. Yeah, you just zip. You don't have that Just zip down and pee. Hey, you got to keep oh, the chest warm. Pete's never used it before. No, I just I I have it zipped down and just where you go. I remember jumping into the plane one day with you, Pete, for something. And you fuck, you just, I'm pretty sure you're in the nud. Yeah. Underneath your overalls. I had overalls on, but not much else. Nothing else. And it zipped right down because it was so hot. I I had to give it a second. I was what the fuck is going on in here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sun protection, you know, but um, nothing on underneath. Yeah. I think I've flown once in my... Just in my undies. Have you? It was in Africa, not not top cruising, but in what, Africa. In airplane days? Yeah. Yeah, when the air conditioning broke. Who was sitting next to you? No one. No, just on your own? Yeah, would have been probably a bit more awkward if there was someone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might have gone full nude then if you're yeah. not sitting next to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was just me that... The AC air conditioning broke, and I think it broke because the does it do you need to be out of feather or something to turn it on? There was something funny with it that no one told us. No, I don't think you wanted this, it on. Oh, it had to be like, off for starter. Yeah, but because it's hooked up to the starter generator, isn't it? No, nah, it's just hooked off one of the accessories, so next to the starter gen. Right. Yeah. Whatever it was, where that flywheel and pulley system, it, it completely destroyed it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it stopped. Stopped working completely, and it was like 40, mid to late 40s, might have been 47, 48 degrees. Yeah. And we got all of those those car, whatever you call the thing you put on your car window when it's sunny. Oh, those shade cloth things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got, got those things. And cut them out for the side side windows on the doors, and then we even had them on the front and cut a little square. Are, are you talking front. about the meshy stuff or the hard like you put on the windscreen to stop the sun coming in when you're not in the car? The second one, it's yeah. like tin, looks like tin foil, but it's thicker, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, cardboard yeah. sort of yeah. thickness, yeah. So that's what we had on there to stop it. Made a huge difference, but yeah. it was still stinking hot. So we did um, instead of doing one big day, I think we chopped it up into thirds. And I'd do, I'd do a third, then the other fella, and then I'd finish, and then you'd swap over. Yeah. So you just just so we can um, understand this, so. We can picture what the guy that was about to jump into the plane to jump onto the next ship after you, Birches. Is this pre-wedding physique or is this after-wedding physique? <laughs> pre-wedding physique. <laughs> like now that would have been rough jumping out of the air. <laughs> it would have been sweating too. There could have been a little crack line on the seat cushion. 
Whereabouts in Africa? That was Namibia. Namibia. Rundu. Runny Dunning. Yeah, I got really Lucky we landed those things quite fast, eh? Because back then you probably would have found it quite hard to get that joystick back too far for a good flare. (laughs) Are you saying Burgess was a big fella? He was a big fella pre-wedding, mate. I remember you being a a young, good-looking man. Oh, thank you, Pedro. Yeah. Oh, I'll send you through some piggies. (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, having a good time. That's how I'd put it. I've got a good one of Pete, too. Oh, I find that hard to believe. I've only ever gone better with age. (laughs) Like a fine wine. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, It'd be fair to say I can go up and wait now. (laughs) Are you still training? Me? Mm. I'm not really training, but just keeping active. But probably shouldn't be. I am. Went for a bike ride on Sunday, uh, Monday, and now I'm walking around like an old gorilla. I can't stand up straight. So oh, no. Oh, just... Body's had enough. Yeah, I think it's just tired. Like, I can do short, like, a hour, two hours, but once I start doing more in that, the body starts to say no. Because yeah. <laughs> you've been at it for quite a wee while now, haven't you? Yeah. Like, your little exercise journey. Yeah, what, being at it or being out of it? No, being at it. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember when you really started hooking in uh, when we were flying. Yeah, well, because to be fair, I was probably about 20 kgs heavier. Mm. Yeah, a few years ago when I was. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it was just like a. It was like you just dabbled in a little bit of something and it just snowballed. Yeah. yeah. But you don't look any different. No, nah, trust me, I'm way tubbier. Well, I'm back then. I know Hoodie's just keeping quiet there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Often he uh, sends me photos of myself (laughs) laughing. Just Just out of nowhere. (laughs) Get a photo of me. Thanks. You need to be training, Hoodie. You got your coast to coast coming up soon. Oh, I still haven't got the call up yet. Still on the waiting list. I reckon we should do that Moto challenge. Oh, I don't know. What's that one? Do it. Yeah, that's a North Island, for North Island version of the Coast to Coast. Oh, from yeah. where to where? Moto, ah, the Podiki to Podiki. What, like around the East Coast hub? You go straight inland, about 75 k's on a mountain bike, which is pretty brutal, and then uh, 17k run, 50k bike, back down the main road, kayak for 20 or 30 k's, and then another little bike, and then another little run. It was a big day. But sure. Goes up to, Mm. goes from Pariki up to like Motu, Matawai, and then back down. Yeah. Oh, I think Mm. um, you should come up and give it a go. Yeah, you should, Hoodie. <laughs> oh, I'd love to, mate. That's I. That would be awesome. Unfortunately, I'm in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't even given you the dates yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely flying that day. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the time over there, Birches? Six forty p.m. Did you fly today? Yeah, I only just got home in time. Oh, what did you get done today? 
did a thousand hectares today. What are you guys doing? Uh, a good mixture. What did I start on? I did some uh, def- defoliating on cotton. So there's a whole process with this cotton stuff, which I'm only really just learning now, but in order to harvest it, you need to spray it like three times. Like a first time to stop it growing, as in size-wise, yeah. and that that growth regulant turns all the energy into the bulbs or the flowers, the cotton, and then you spray it again to stop the leaves from growing or to defoliate the leaves so yeah. they fall off, and then you do it again to just kill everything so all that's left is basically a skeleton with the bulbs of cotton really yeah do so you have to put like um fertilizer on it at all like to start with like urea or i think so i think i that had already happened by the time i turned up i saw one so of, how many passes go over each plantation and it's like and it's span lifespan I don't even know because I haven't been here for the whole cycle of it, but I think it could be. I know now it's a lot less because the crops are more uh, insect resistant or something. Yeah, yeah, they're resistant to whatever. It used to be like a dozen times, a dozen sprays per crop per season, yeah. but it might be half that or a third of that. Yeah, yeah, because you the guys walk up and down the crops don't they looking for bugs or looking for yeah and then they find something you get the call up eh yeah yeah and we've been spraying a lot of sorghum lately i spent all afternoon spraying that that's uh never heard of it before but it's uh looks like corn when it's growing but it's a shorter version of it and it grows like that same little colorful head that you get on the corn yeah and when it gets that little head, then you spray it with this, or at least we've been spraying it with this virus, that it's a live virus and you spray it on and it, it's, a, it's alive, so it moves and it spreads. And I was told that any of the insects that try to eat the plant with the virus on it, it like makes the insect explode or something. Yeah, really? <laughs> does some random stuff could have that completely wrong but that's um it sounds pretty cool though it's a good story yeah. but we're a factual bunch aren't we <laughs> yeah. like we are fucking good at this <laughs> i've been um slowly collecting all of the all of the notes from the stuff i've been using actually i'll see if i you can find the it. safety data sheets yeah so i can have some light reading to help myself sleep at night. It might keep you awake at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll turn up in a hazmat suit to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got that one there, unfortunately. I like doing that stuff, though. What else have we been spraying? Um, mung beans. Putting insecticide on mung beans. That was another one. But I... I don't like spraying any herbicide or growth regulant because if if it drifts too far in the wrong direction and you kill something, it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. I don't know why these people even do it. 
do do you have like um like uh was it smokers or anything to know what the wind's doing like or yeah 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 definitely have to have a smoker my one gummed up the smoker is just a there's like a what it would be a 10 litre container in the fuse of the plane and you fill it up with smoker oil or yeah a smoker oil and then there's a button on your joystick which brings the pump through and it just squirts that straight into the exhaust of the engine and it just puffs a nice big blue smoke but my one it gets filled up with carbon after so long and that's what happened to mine the other day when I was going to spray some mung beans kill it off but the wind was blowing straight onto another crop that was a young crop so it would have hurt it and the smoker wasn't working so I was didn't really know because I haven't done enough how much width or what, how much length I should give it. And I rang the boss up and he said, oh, five swaths should be plenty enough. So I was like, oh, cool. So I gave it 10. There's <laughs> 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 no way I was going to go that close. It just looked way too close. But this was on Thursday last week. And then I went home on Friday. And when I flew back on Monday... You could see where I'd flown. Really? Pretty so fast, it had, eh? Yeah, it had killed it off in there. How far did it drift? It didn't at all. You could see oh. a perfect... <laughs> so it's quite a decent area. It hasn't had it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a good <laughs> 200 metres or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, is that your swap? Is that 20 metres? It was 22 metres, yeah. 22, yeah. Yeah, yeah. with them at um, course... Course, yeah. so it kind of it drops. It's it's it should be a straight line as it comes out of the out of the plane. Yeah, cool. Yeah. How long does it take you to do a load? Um, average is probably between fifteen minutes and an hour. And an hour. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. This morning I did these two loads. Of, it's it takes a long time because you can travel quite a ways. Yeah. You don't have airstrips like every five minutes. No, there are a good number of airstrips. Most days I'm flying off a different one. Yeah. But but they're not like back home. Like they'd be maybe maybe ten minutes between each sort of thing. Yeah. So this morning I was working off the base strip, nice big two Ks long, and they're they're in the process of sealing it, which will be mint. But that one. Uh, the ferry out to that would have been a 15 minutes each way. So there's half an hour just in the ferry mm. per load. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it depends on the block, how how quick it takes to tip it out. One, one block, which was, might have been 6Ks, 5 or 6Ks long, but only 500 metres wide sort of thing. So you're only doing three or four runs and you're out of out of juice, so you go back and that was only like twenty minutes, fifteen, twenty minutes. How do you do it over there with your fuel? Do you do your fuel accordingly or do you just fill it up and just Yeah, I'll just fill it up. Because yeah. the the airstrips are all really good, so you don't really need to take light loads as such. Yeah. yeah which is good. But if 
it's a bit trickier to refuel these exactly where you want them. The fuel gauges, which I think is ridiculous, on the actual MVP, on the, you know, the MVP, the digital screen thing? Yeah. The fuel things only go up to, like, 311 per side, something like that, but it can hold 400-odd. Perfect. So you never know exactly how much you've got until you start down going down. Yeah. Is that litres or pounds or kgs? Litres. So it's an 850-litre tank in the in the plane I'm flying. Yeah. What and are you burning an hour in that thing? Probably about 3.30 on average. Jesus. When we're, when we're at full noise, it's 3.50 to 3.60, I think. Yeah. So she's um, she's pretty thirsty. Is it mm. the same engine as what's in the six? Yeah, it's the same engine, but in the six, it's D-rated. Like it's the same engine, but you're only you can only go to a thousand and fifty-five yeah. horsepower or something. Whereas in this one, you got all of the thirteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, man, it makes a difference too. Got some. Got some power, like you can actually feel it when you yeah. go from like seventy percent, and just that last little bit is whoa. <laughs> it's good. Does it have a bigger prop? Is it, is it, um, or is it the same sort of prop setup? I think it's the exact same prop. Yeah. I think looking at it, it looks exactly the same as the six. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but exactly the same. Could be. Could be again. Okay. <laughs> Great knowledge. <laughs> if you ask these questions beforehand, <laughs> it's just you know interesting stuff. It is. Uh, I, I, I only asked because remember, I remember you telling me because uh, you were flying Cresco, and they put the XR prop on it, and you reckon it made a world of difference. Yes, yeah, beast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you ever fly one, if you ever fly a Cresco that you've flown before, but then has the XL prop put on it, completely new aircraft. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the same again as what's happening with the one getting tested by Pack. They've got a bigger prop on it again. On yeah, the they've got a, a timeline on that. Nah. I guess it's... Just, is that the um, 850? Yeah, but isn't it derated to the 750? Max continuous. Continuous, yeah. Right, it's got the bigger prop, and it makes a real difference. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What? I wonder what their thought is with that, why they wouldn't just use it all rather than I think it's a, it's, I remember before they got shut down talking to someone there, and they said it's a step process, so they'll get it certified with their engine, derated to 750. And then once that's proven, then they'll go for the 850. Because it was all, wasn't all structural sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I reckon that'd be, a, that'd be an XL that'd have the zippiness of a Cresco, but then with the speed of an XL. Because do you, do you reckon the Cresco performs better in the, in the hills than the XL? Ooh, one yes, one no. You do not, hoodie. <laughs> you haven't even flown a Cresco. 
<laughs> you, you're both going to have to explain your side then. They're lighter. It's, it, it, they're, they're a lighter aircraft. It climbs better. It's you less have to track. Get, less track. You have to get. You have to get the speed before you can use it, Pedro. Yeah, I'll and you get the you. speed faster, and the crisp and the XL gets the speed faster. It's way nah. less drag. Nah. Yeah, you can't. You, you don't remember. You've got bad memory. You need to find your way through that moustache. Well, hold on, hold on. We'll get on some pilots who've been flying recently who've gone from Crisco's to XL's. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter if you've flown recently. Oh, you just got bad memory. No, I don't you remember could... you ever flying a Crisco. Yep, no. Flew Crisco at the start. Yes. For how long? I don't know. A day. <laughs> Did some circuits. <laughs> Probably, definitely. Um, no way. XL out times uh, Crisco. See, I what? would have, what I remember of it is the other way around. But yes, I've, thank you, Burgess. You probably got an extra 200 kgs in there going, why is it not going the same? But for pound for pound. Or do you mean if pound for pound in that, if it was two ton in the Cresco, it's 1,800 in the XL? No, in the XL, you can carry 2.2 ton in the hopper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking like, about if if you've got a load and you've both got one point five and you're trying to get off a off an airstrip, it, your XL is going to get there a lot faster in speed to get off that strip, and then it'll climb away better. The XL, yes, quite right. No, that's what you just said. But the XL, he did just say that. That's a, that is what you just said. Yeah. No, I said that. Yeah, and sorry. I stand by you, hoodie. I agree. <laughs> I reckon, I reckon the Cresco got up to speak faster. And then did nothing. Well. And then it waffles along. So what it, speed, it does, it yeah. does, what speed but, are you climbing at in both? Uh, in the XL, if you, if you had a big climb, like if you really got a big, old, long, old climb, I found the best way to do was get rid of your flaps. That's yeah. like 110 and pull your flaps back out. And yeah. you're just rocketing at 110 knots, and you're doing over around, around that thousand foot a minute. And it'll, 100, it'll stay at 110. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if but you, you don't put to... the flaps away, if you leave the flaps out, it won't yeah. accelerate to 110. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You have to get that speed. Yeah, but it's easy. But but whereas your your Cresco, you can get to that. If you get to your 90 knots, which it will a lot faster than an XL, no. it'll keep climbing away at a high um, VSI, and it'll keep doing it. But if you've got room to get that speed up in an XL, Pete, you've got way more experience than uh, than, than me, 100%. So you probably know a lot more than I, but that's just what I remember. It'd be good to talk to, like, um, there's a couple of guys I'm thinking who have just recently gone on to XLs and they've spent their entire careers on Crescos. Who? Uh, I don't want to name names unless we want to be named. We've gone over this. <laughs> but there are pilots who, who are not tied to us who have gone on to Crescos recently. Uh, XL, sorry, who have been Cresco pilots their whole life. Yeah, cool. And it'd be It'll be interesting to, interesting to find yeah. out. Yeah. Because you're obviously would... not a reliable source. No, very reliable. <laughs> well, I'll be first up to say, when I first topped in the XL, like, top dressing-wise, I thought it was a pig. Like, hated it. 
It, they're uh, comfy. It's, it's the visibility. No, like it's flying. Like I couldn't get it to maneuver the way I wanted, but You're after pretty I got comfortable in it, a couple hundred hours, I could fly it better, you know? It's getting that speed up because I was, I was where... It flies, it flies better slower than the Cresco fly. So like at 80 knots, I feel way more comfortable in an XL than I would in a Cresco. That's oh. probably because you've done so much time in it, Pedro. Yeah, because I'd feel more comfortable in a Cresco at 80 knots. No, nah, 80 I could... knots, I felt was too slow, you know? Yeah, I've never been that slow. 85 knots, and I can I can take off and do a sharp, a steep turn at 85 knots and, and know that it's stable where I could have two notches of flap and push forward, and it'll it'll do a tight turn. Yeah, at so same again, maybe it's just we've both done a bit and we're, you know... Yeah, what you get used to, isn't it? Oh, totally. Because a hundred knots in the Cresco, and you'd you'd climb all day. Yeah, and and a hundred knots in the XL, you'd climb all day, but you'd climb way better at one hundred and ten. Yeah, so that that was my struggle with the XL was getting that speed up. Yeah, because it was faster than I'm used to. Yeah, and you know how you always revert to what you know. Yeah, and, and it's horrible at that low speed. I found. I no, was like on the XL, way nicer, slow. No, yuck. Yeah. With oh, flaps. With flaps. With flaps. No, with no flaps, that thing's a dish machine. Mm. Yeah. But you live as on well, both of those are a lot more stable than the the air tractor mm. and probably the thrush too. And actually the credit also goes to the XL going back. You know, it's a heavier machine, so... Anything it can do to even match a Cresco is incredible, isn't it? But it's not. Mm. You, you, we, we talk about weight a lot, but we forget about all the other. Like it's not just weight; it's lift. You know, so you can produce more lift um, with the heavy, like with the XL produces more lift with the flare. But just with the wing, even like if you look at the wing, it's way cleaner. And it's got that step, it's got more wing surface. Like how it's got do you, say, how that do you mean out. cleaner? Well, like, um, you don't, like, if you look like if you look at it, it's just smoother. Like, the, it doesn't have all the um, ribs or whatever. I'm terrible at the moment. I should have been doing some research on aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if you look me. at the flats, right, the flats on the X out is nice and smooth. It, and, like, you got nice, you got yeah. uh, four, uh, what's it, um, Fowler Fowler. Yeah. yeah, so way more aerodynamic flaps. Same with the ailerons. You don't have that big horn balance on the ailerons, mm -hmm. but way cleaner. And so just the airflow going over it is mm. better. And then you got the, the steps that come out the front. They the big be... fairing, yeah, the big wing, wing root fairing. So, yeah, the aircraft might be heavier, but it's producing more lift. Is it the XL that's got a really good... Like the whole hopper system only pops down like three or four inches, or is that the Cresco? No, I think the XS got more aerodynamic fairing hopper setup. I don't know. Yeah. It, it does get down more than three inches. Yeah, one yeah. of them looks really good. I can't remember, but every aircraft's different. That's the yeah, that's annoying. Right. But like our, the the best Cresco in the world is LTJ. I can't debate you on that one because I haven't flown it, but yep. Hands down. I think anyone that's flown it, that's flown any other Cresco will agree. It'll fly faster 
just as fast with a spreader on as any other Cresco without. Who who's this LTJ? Aeroworks. Oh. It used to be EEL. So it used to be the co-ops in the King Country. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he ended up down south at some point. Yeah, she's a, a real slippery eel, that one. <clears throat> Worth yeah. having a fly just to see how good it can be. I know all the pilots were fighting over it when I was at Aerox. <laughs> Is it right? Yeah, good machine. No, it's funny how each point plus <laughs> different, eh? Yeah. Uh, do you remember old, I don't even know who's got now, probably Superhead, Joff. Joff. And we yeah. That those frickin' ailerons. Well, they too heavy. Oh, heavy as anything, and um, not name names, but someone wouldn't let us bloody wind them out a wee bit to bloody make them a bit nicer. But so they were down, eh? Down makes them heavier, but oh. I thought winding them down made them nicer. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Again, great knowledge. <laughs> Oh, honestly, edge winding down would give you more lift. Maybe more like slapper ons. Yeah, but then it's harder to move them. Yeah, yeah, yeah mate. Yeah, maybe you're right, mate. Just, yeah. Yeah, just a vast amount of knowledge. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah really some guys would know what they're talking about. <laughs> we do need to get someone. <laughs> There'll be engineers listening and shaking their heads, guys. Not don't even close don't give to the engineers that much credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah because rtp was much the same too i hated flying rtp i thought it was heavy in the ailerons like there's almost no point using it mm. yeah yeah and and when you're saying about the how the wing oh, the lift stuff's better in the xl than the cresco it's talking to some fellas here explaining how we use the six back home and they all reckon that if you've got a 602 you might as well have an 802 because it's it's the same engine but you can use it all mm. but it's a completely different aeroplane because it's a completely different wing and everything's designed Definitely. bigger yeah and yeah. Yeah, he reckoned whatever you carry in a six, you'll carry it in an eight, but get airborne better or sooner and fly better with it. Yeah. And it, what about putting that bit of kit down on some of those airstrips, though? Yeah, so that's where the struggle will be, and that's where yeah. it was. Because, I mean, here, the average length of airstrips over a K long, which is... Oh, yeah which is brilliant, but still in the, in these big planes, it's it's short on some of them, like today's one. I guess one, you're hot. You're pretty, your density altitude won't be the best, would it? No, nah, it wouldn't be. So we were 30, I think we were low to mid-30s today, but still only a 1,000 feet up, even though we're a million miles inland. Mm. Only. It's still, you probably, by the time you do mass, it's, it's going to be a couple of thousand, three thousand feet. Yeah. Density altitude. And coupled with a tailwind on a one-way strip, and mm. all yeah. adds up. Yeah, it's surprising how much runway they'll chew up, though. But that's still with two and a half, twenty, twenty-six, twenty-seven hundred liters on board. 
Yeah, right. And it's chewing up 12, 1300 meters. Mm. Yeah. yeah Good stuff. I don't yeah. think we've got any airstrips in New Zealand that long. Like, an airstrip? Yeah, yeah, our runways in New Zealand are that long. <laughs> well, the base strip, that's 2Ks long. Yeah, I think we've only got two run, three runways in New Zealand that is that long, isn't it? Yeah. Like Christchurch, Auckland. I reckon. <laughs> Maybe I Wellington. Sh- I should look this up, but the, the airport in town here, it's a, a proper one, the Q300s, even the um, the little Fokker jet engine planes land in here two, three times a day. But I reckon that our base strip's going to end up being longer than the one in town. You know, I find interesting, like, um, this is not ag, but our old loader driver, Lucas. 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 Um, he's featured. Lucas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me, you know, like in the uh, Dash 8s in Gisborne, if it gets too hot and they're taking off inland, they can't do it. They have to get the um, ATRs in. The runway in Gisborne's not long enough for the Dash 8s to get airborne. I think it's 30 degrees. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've never seen it. Um, so they're okay yeah. with the sea breeze because they're taking yeah. off out to sea, but they don't have the tr- clearance to go inland on a hot day. Crazy. Yeah. Surely not. At least, like unless this. the wind's quite windy, unless it's quite a strong wind. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. they were a stole aircraft. They can land in like 20 knots tailwind. Yeah, but I think once you apply all the. Um, because, like, when you're doing passengers and all that, don't you, like, I don't know, you no, have to add. Yeah. Um, you can only use 70% of the runway, available runway, into your calculation and all that stuff. So once again, we're there with the facts. <laughs> like, yeah, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> this, that's a question for you, Pedro, because that's your, um, yeah. that's what you... <laughs> <laughs> Are you part of ETOPS with your twin flying? ETOPS? Yeah, what's ETOPS? You know, you tell me. I don't know. I don't fly twins. I thought it was a twin thing. Is it not? Isn't it um, Oceana thing going over the... Oh, yeah, it could be. I don't even know. Yeah, no, it hasn't come Sounds up in my cool. work. So, um, the airport is 1.95 kilometres long. And our base strip is 2Ks long. Shit the bed. And ETOPS is Extended Range Twin Operations Approval. Extended Range Twin yeah. Operations Approval. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, twin engine airplanes to operate over a route that contains a point further than one hour flying time. They're approved. Oh, one yeah. Event with one engine an operative speed yeah. makes sense why it is over water then yeah oh, our base strips 1.7 k's long oh, what a lie yeah it was a shit yarn yeah yeah <laughs> 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 yeah we're supposed to be doing a um q a today i was waiting for you to start asking some questions well, but we just got you just got Instead, you just got Pete all boiled up about a bloody 
fucking debate about Cresco's and XLs. You no. probably think the XL is better, but you said Cresco on purpose because you knew it was going to roll him up. Yeah, yeah, he would. You would. And did you know that um, no one's been oh, to yeah. the moon peak? <laughs> <laughs> but chemtrails are real. Yeah. <laughs> and the earth is flat. I think I had a heated oh. debate with you about that once, Hoodie. I thought, well, if you believe all this shit, then, you know, you obviously you believe the world is flat. And... Is it, it is. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear the straight face. Well, no, it 100% is, though. I went for a big flight today, and it was flat the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see no curves. I saw a little video the other day on the old Instagram of them asking some pilot on the on their flight, the pilot. Yep, no, it's flat. <laughs> I don't know if he was being serious or not. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. The world's gone crazy. Yeah. But uh, what questions have you got, Burgess? Um, hit, hit Pedro with one. Give, him some, give me something I can debate him on. Is chemical bad for you? I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. Definitely not. I I remember we had a loader driver. We first started, um, and it's not chemical, but super. And he goes, oh, is this stuff bad for you? And Andy goes, I put this stuff on my porridge every morning. (laughs) (laughs) You see the video of the guy there? He was the, um, the roundup sort of guy, roundup chemical. And the guy goes, you can drink the stuff. There's nothing wrong with it. And the guy is like, oh, we've got some just back here. <laughs> he goes, I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm not going to drink it. You know how you're talking about, you, talk, you had those uh, little um, cards here about the chemicals, so the safety yeah. data sheets, they have on them. <laughs> Cancer. Yeah. How much yeah. But they, ha- they have on him what safety equipment you meant to be wearing if you're handling it. Yeah. yeah. And so we've always, um, the ground crew handle the chemical, the pilot doesn't. And so they wear the PPE. And we had a bit of a question the other day by a health and safety inspector saying to the pilot, well, you fly with your, this is helicopter stuff, fly with your door off. And he's like, yep. And, uh, and what PPE do you wear? So I just, you know, overalls and helmets boots and he goes you, you don't wear gloves or um mask he goes nah no he said yeah you don't get chemical in the cockpit do you and he's like no nah, no nah, i don't but that what he was angling at was that if there's any chance of that chemical coming in you should be wearing all ppe but i sort of thought yeah i don't know but i thought there would be a chance of it getting in yeah i guess that's how you fly it and how yeah. you set up and what it is do the, yeah. Are the booms in in front of the on nah, the front behind, behind? Behind, yeah. So what's the deal with that? Was is there one better than the other? Because I know that's nah. I would have to. I'll, I'll find out. I'll do some homework for you. There you go. Is chemical bad for you? The answer is anything's bad for you if you have too much of it, even orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> I met a, I was at, when I was loading choppers, years before I was flying, um, mixing for a chopper fella, and some farmer turned up, 
out of the blue. I think we were loading off the side of the road. And he starts yarning away, and he's talking about back in the day he used to jump out of choppers onto the deer and stuff. Yeah. Bullfrogging or something he called it. I can't remember what it was. Bulldogging. Bulldogging it could have been. Bullfrogging sounds cooler. (laughs) (laughs) He's talking all about his back in the day, jumping out of the choppers and we'd party all night. And he said that 2,4-D or 2,4-5-T, whatever it was, the bad chemical, it wasn't bad back then. It was just a um, natural product. And they said they sold the same thing that you could drink it and that's what they would do, like all the hard buggers. If you wanted to be a hard bugger, you had to have a shot of this stuff. And he was for real. That's what they'd do. How did he look? Exactly how you'd expect an ex-hunter <laughs> from from the eighties to look. We were shopping back chemical, eh? Yeah, a little bit disheveled. Were his legs sort of out like a like a frog from doing all that bullfrogging? Or <laughs> he was he was keen to tell his story. I know that much. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Next question. Next question. I hope uh, I should have written down who asked these questions. It was um, kind last who messaged in about that one quite a while ago, actually. Hope what, the chemical it. one? Yeah. That's what started well, the whole Q&A. We should do it. And, and you still haven't done any research on it. <laughs> I sent this is I sent these questions to you guys, so you could do some. Well, I guess the chemical thing is it bad? Of course it is. But do we get it in the cockpit? Like, do you get chemical on you when you're flying? No, very rarely. I when we did those courses that you were talking about, Pete, it was very rarely that one of those sheets came through and didn't say may cause cancer. Yeah. So if that's not a bit of Harmful a warning sign, I don't know. Or is, but no, or, 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 or touches the skin, or or breathed, or whatever. It's the same as fly spray, your household fly spray. Yeah. I think the chemical in that is more concentrated than your normal brew that goes into a chopper or a plane. Fact. Yeah, I think you're right on that I, one. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same. Like the if you've got those, um, we've been on the same course. Yeah, those automatic sprayers that you sit on top of your fridge. Apparently, they are um, same course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they'd be nasty, wouldn't they? Mm. Yeah, you might as well just go and get the fly spray in your mouth. <laughs> or not. Uh, do you get it in the? Do you get spray in the cockpit? Nah, you don't because you've got the smoker, and you use the smoker like I mentioned before to find out which direction <laughs> the wind's going. And you work your way across upwind, so you're going away from the spray. If you're getting spray on yourself or the can canopy thing called windscreen canopy, canopy yeah, then either the wind has changed or there's not enough wind, or you're in an inversion, which means you probably shouldn't be spraying. Yeah. So, but if you're race tracking something, then you can still end up flying back through your ship. Yeah, if it's a narrow one, you can, yeah. Yeah, and unless I mean, you're back to back. Jumping, 
doing the chemical will probably be a bit different to doing the ferret. Oh, I, I don't know. Don't know. So like race tracking, like if you're doing super, it's not uncommon for the dust to just linger in the air for a while. Yeah. Especially if, okay. if it's not that wind or if you've got that inversion. Yeah. Like those nice, awesome days that you think would be great for top dressing. And just <laughs> it's just sitting dust. there in the gully. Yeah. <laughs> do you get do you get all the ladies because you are a pilot <laughs> that's how I got started but fuck what a slop <laughs> I think it helps when you're a travelling pilot like when you're stuck in one town I say no oh what, what happened when you were travelling around Pedro I don't know <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say I met my wife. Oh, I did meet my true. wife actually. <laughs> <laughs> One night stand in the bar. I'll <laughs> oh, tell that story, Pete. Tell that story. What story is that? So I'm meeting your wife. Oh, I, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot now. Uh, <laughs> I took a plane from Papua New Guinea to Denver and then I was off yeah. to Mali to pick up a plane and take it back to New Zealand. Yeah. West Africa. Papua New Guinea to Denver in the States. Yeah. And, and then the down to Mali. Yeah. And then I was flying commercially, like hopping on a plane, someone else, like, you know, like a jet, and going oh, over yeah. to Mali. And then I was picking up XLA and taking that back to New Zealand. I was getting converted to top dressing. But I had a week to kill. And rather than staying in Mali and Bamako, waiting for all the flight permits to happen, I asked the boss if I could wait in New York. And we're like, yep, yeah, it's not a problem. And, um, good luck. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, did you wear your bullets? No, no, you didn't. But I did. <clears throat> Fuck. Kevin tells the story. <laughs> we're sitting in a bar, and, um, in my wallet, I had a photo of my plate. I, I used to own a 172, an A model 172. And I had like, you know, like people have photos of their kids in your wallet. So I had a photo of my plane. And she, Did you have that opened up on the bar? No, she, she, <laughs> we got talking. I don't know. I don't remember it. She tells me all the time. But um, you tripped and fell. Yeah, and it fell open. Opened up. Oh, <laughs> see this. She didn't realize that, that pilots are dev- like, you know, got, I had the money to buy the plane, but I didn't have the money to fly it. <laughs> or I, I think I had actually ran out of money that stage when she was buying me drinks. Um, and and to the point where like i had actually properly ran out of money until the next payday and so she was buying me drinks and she took me back to her her friend's apartment and i think the next day she was trying to get rid of me but being polite she's like oh we're going to have a barbecue do you want to hang around i was like yeah well i've got nothing else to do and i've got no money so yeah okay (laughs) so i ended up staying another night she couldn't get rid of me Oh, we but might we, as well get married uh, and, now. Yeah, and then, but I left and because um, the permits came to do the ferry, so I carried on to Bamako and picked the plane up and we just kept in contact and, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, so, wait, that was a good story. How long until, how long from the time you actually met her, she walked into the bar until you told her you're a pilot? I don't know. Could have been a drink. <laughs> or two maybe two <laughs> because like she like i think it's you know like what are you doing here and i said like, oh, i'm just you know 
waiting in New York. Why are you waiting in New York? Well, you can't sound like you're <laughs> exactly. just sitting here. Doing... Why are you standing here in a Mickey Mouse t-shirt at the bar with your wallet open and a picture of a plane in it? I had a I had a t-shirt with a picture of a kiwi on it that she thought was an anteater. <laughs> yeah. oh, the symbol of New Zealand and anteater. The old kiwi, yeah, the t-shirt. <laughs> Oh, that backfired. Yeah. Yeah, right, again, I think I said I was a kiwi, and she thought I was meaning the kiwi fruit, because they don't call them <laughs> kiwi fruits, they just call them kiwis. Oh, identify as a kiwi. <laughs> I'm a bit fruity. <laughs> oh, Pete, you're ahead of your time. <laughs> that, would have been, that would have been before the whole movement started. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> Oh, nine. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Jeepers. So the answer must be yes. Hmm. You do get all the ladies because you're a pilot. Or fellas, if you're a lady or whatever. Let's not or discriminate here. Uh, oh, yeah. Someone wanted to know who does the flight planning and logistics on those ferry flights. Topical, because that's what you were doing. Yeah. So you met your wife. Back then, um, it was just, uh, you know, we had a uh, guy in Sonia doing it sort of thing. Um, but, like, it's companies that do it for you. You can go through companies or you can just do it yourself. Because every country you fly over, you need permission. To f- is, is it just permission or are there more things you need? Like No, most of them are, like, overflight permits. And back then you need landing permits. And most of the time you got like you get a landing permit and that's good for two days or 72 hours sort of thing a bit of wind up for weather and then you have ones that are just overflight yeah but it's trying to get them all lined up so if you try to do it yourself that can be a bit of a clusterfuck because you might get all the way to india but the one for oman doesn't come so you get stuck in india but then the indian permit runs out before you get the oman one and so yeah is that Whereas, all through the governments or the yeah like the civil aviation authorities yeah um, where you can go through like um there's companies like uv air um but they do it all for you yeah you know and they organize because it's not just the permits it's the fuel the landing fees so some places it's all taken care of and being like i remember going to sri lanka always just had their wads of cash us cash because you had to pay for fuel you had to pay for landing fees airway fees Whereas other countries, it's all done through the card. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. I remember when when we were in Africa and I was going from, um, we are in DRC, flew over to Tanzania, and then we're going up to Ethiopia. So Dar es Salaam to Addis Ababa. And we took off out of there full of gas and we got two hours into the flight and we we're doing some calculations and checking we're all good and we had like two strong a stronger tailwind than what was forecast and we were going to run out of gas like 40 minutes before we landed a stronger headwind yeah we had a stronger headwind than than what was forecast and flew another half hour to see if it got any better and it didn't so we we're two and a half hours into the flight and had to turn around, come back and land, because this was at the same time as Kenya had some 
some, I think they were voting or something. There's a bit of a war going on, civil war. So we couldn't just go in there. Went back to the capital in Tanzania, landed, and then had to wait for, I think it was four or five days for permits so we could stop in Kenya and grab gas there. But in the meantime, President Bush was coming in to do a... Oh, actually, it might have been that fellow with white hair. One of the presidents was doing a big tour around Africa. Jimmy sort of Carter. A, what's that? Bill Clinton. Yeah, it might have been him. No, it must have been... Uh, whoever it was, was 2007 or eight. that fella. He was going around Africa, and he was going to be in Tanzania in a week's time. And because of that, the C-17s were coming in with logistical crap, four flights a day, non-stop. With them were personnel coming to 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 live there to help out with all this crap, which meant all the hotels in the capital were fully booked. There was nowhere for us to stay. So we had to fly over to Zanzibar and stay there for three nights, I think it was. The island? Yeah, the island Zanzibar. Oh, that's that not sounds bad. convenient. Not a bad thing. It's not yeah. bad at all. This is yeah. where they have direct flights from Italy that just go to Zanzibar and it's full of all these rich leather ladies that turn up onto the white sand beaches. And we were we had a pretty tough run in, in Congo up to that point and were um, pretty rugged. So we went and got the most expensive... <laughs> I, that wasn't what I thought you were going to say. It's about to lead <laughs> into Pilots Get All the Women, eh? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty ready to go. <laughs> no, 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 there wasn't where I was going with that one, but it, oh, it right. easily could have, I'm sure. But we went and got the most expensive hotel that was there, and it cost, cost it was might have been 500 euro per person per night. And it was on this massive resort, had maybe eight or nine tiers going all the way down to the beach full of villas. And we, there was one, two, three of us. There must have been four of us. And we got a villa which had our own butler and our own cook. And you wore this little wrist strap so you could go down to the bar, you could go to the restaurant, everything was free. You just show them your wristband and you get whatever you want. A couple of the fellas just went straight to the beach in the bar and had burgers and beers and got on it. And you could go and hire canoes and bikes and whatever. It was all free as well. And we did this for two or three days while we were waiting for our permits to come. And it was brilliant. Brilliant. Just because of a bit of headwind. Yeah, just because yeah. of a little bit of headwind and had to wait for someone to... I don't even know what it was. We just got told we'll wait for permits. Yeah. We'll My story is nowhere near as good as that. <laughs> I had some. Like one was uh, on the way to Yemen and got all the way to Dubai. And we were like, yep, no, we'll have you because we were working in Yemen. And um, yeah, it took four weeks and I had to sit in a hotel room in Dubai on my own. And it was going to be done. So everything's closed during the day. Yeah. Mm. But no, I had one, um, a more interesting story, I guess, going into Tanzania. That was going um, from uh, Victoria up to 
uh, Zambia and then uh, up to Tanzania. Uh, but we didn't have the, uh, you know, it's only a two-day flight, but we didn't have the entry permit into Tanzania. But um, And it was a survey company organising the permits for us for that that particular flight. And we're like, yeah, yep, no, get get going. You definitely will have the permits, you know, before, before you um, land in Zambia. Don't worry, we'll do this all the time. Da-da-da, you'll be fine. And, of course, it's a um, Friday, you know. So get to Zambia. And uh, is it Lins, uh, Lins, uh, what's the place we used to land at in Zambia? Is it right on Victoria Falls? Next to Victoria Falls. Um, is not two two words. I think I've been there. I've yeah. definitely been there. I can't remember the name. Get two words. Not yeah. Anyway, get there, get there, and because um, again, yeah, we got, we came in on a flight crew permit, so it's forty eight hours like stamping your passport, and uh, so get there, and of course the permit didn't come to go into Tanzania, so we're stuck in Tanzania, and um, my uh, visas all ran out on the Sunday, but the consulate's closed. Oh. And they were like, oh, for fuck's sake. And couldn't fly anywhere. And so we went to the um, airport and I thought, well, I'll just um, clear customs as if I'm leaving the country, go out to the airplane, pretend to take off and come back in and um, <laughs> come through customs again and get another two-day stamp. And uh, so I'd go to do that and the customs <laughs> officer asked what we're doing and I, I told him exactly that. He's like... <sighs> How about you go buy us lunch and I'll sort it out. <laughs> and so I went and brought him lunch and came back and we had like a month long visas for um, Zambia. And, and, and like the lunch cost less than what the visas would have cost to have we paid. We didn't even pay for the visas. He just stamped the passports and signed it and done. Legend. But so that was the visa problem sorted. And then about two or three days later, of course, our planes no longer, like we only had a 72 hour permit for the plane to be there. And so now the plane's overstaying. So I get a phone call from this um, guy at the airport and I go into our office and he's like, ah, you know, your airplane is not meant to be here. And I explained to him the situation. He's like, and I said, I'll, I'll fly back to South Africa. I can do that, but I can't go to Tanzania. He's like, no, no, it's way too much hard work. If you move the plane over there, then it looks like you're gone and my bosses will be happy. And so... <laughs> I got on the plane, taxied it around the back of this hangar, and uh, everyone was happy. Yeah. Brilliant. Then, yeah, a week later, we got the permits to carry on to Tanzania, and we moseyed on over, and that was it. Yeah. Good place. Livingstone, is that it? Livingstone. No, that was by Zambia. That was by the waterfalls. No, it was um, Linshaka or... Um, or Lusaka. Lusaka. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Would have been good if you were in Livingstone. I think I ended up there for a weekend. Yeah, I, I think I, I think if you guys went through there, and I always wanted to go, but for whatever reason, the flight permits always just took me through. Yeah, oh. uh, Lusaka. Yeah, it's cool there. The, I'm just looking at the map now. Where we went from um, South Africa to Livingstone, you can like if you go on a direct flight. You can cut across. You, there's like a little triangle of Zimbabwe. Yeah. And the direct flight takes you through that. But we um, didn't have permission. Of, we didn't have overfly permit That's for that. That's why we never went there. It was to avoid um, Zimbabwe airspace. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, even though that's it's only like a tiny little triangle there if you're going in a direct flight to Victoria to the Victoria Falls there, Livingstone. Yeah. And I think it added maybe half an hour to our flight. But I remember saying when we were flying there, I was asking for just permission to fly direct and they're like, No, you do that and we're gonna have to take some measures to stop you. <laughs> oh, whatever, mate. I'll go around then only because I want to. <laughs> but yeah they take it seriously sometimes they sure do yeah do they have much of an air force oh they might have planes or they probably don't have gas <laughs> cost you a trillion dollars a liter yeah oh and zim yeah yeah is that place coming better i heard like i thought they've got big initiatives for farmers to go back there now and Oh. Um, to get the farms going again because it's all just gone to shit. Yeah, didn't know that. That's interesting. Be a good place to go top dressing. Yeah, could be. I had some had a, a little. I don't know if you guys saved your dosh when you went somewhere, but I always kept a couple of the notes. Yeah, and ended up with a bit of a stash. And I was I was showing my wife it not long ago, and the the money from one of the countries around there might have been Zambia actually. I was looking them up and I was like, oh, I've got 20,000 kwacha, whatever it is, and looked at the value and it said like 80,000 US dollars is the value. I was like, no, I would only got like a hundred bucks out at the most. But they had changed their valuation or whatever over in the last 10 years. Really? Yeah, so they've got a whole new currency, and the notes that I've got is the old currency. Oh, it might be sitting on a jackpot. Yeah, because I was, I was really confused. We, I think we spent like a good half hour going through the internet to see if it was real, because it would have been, yeah, real money if it was, if it was true. But that wasn't. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to die, fellas. Yeah. You yeah. Look like I think uh, I think no. we've done well. We've answered all of the Q and A questions <laughs> <laughs> from our two listeners. Yeah. <laughs> mum, <laughs> hi mum, mum, yeah. and I made it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, that was bloody good. Well, um, yeah, and we, we'll we'll try and sort out the Blair one at some stage get him back on it might have to be when he's in a better reception area yeah not uh, or maybe yes. an nz try and organize one when we're in person yeah yeah bloody good gentlemen awesome good to see you both we'll uh you too mate catch up with see you, you next time yeah have a good one yeah you guys too take it easy see